Recruiting, so welcome to another episode of Being Healthy, the Shaolin Way. Now, today we're going to discuss broker's aphasia because there are several different types of aphasia, which are going to at length, but let me introduce the topic. Having a condition that affects speech and language can be difficult. It can sometimes be frustrating or exhausting to have trouble communicating effectively. However, you can use various strategies to help. Consider following some of the tips below to help cope with aphasia. Plan to have a pencil and paper with you at all times. This way you'll be able to write or draw something to help you communicate. Now this seems fairly odd, but um, it's really true, right? If you can't find the word you're looking for, use gestures, drawings, or technology to get your point across. Don't be afraid to experiment with different modes of communication. Assisted devices are continually improving. You've got to practice your speech and communication. You can do this through reading out loud or by recruiting a friend or family member to help you practice having a conversation. Carry a card in your wallet that lets people know you have a face and explains what it is. Um, try to stay active and social. Consider joining a club or start a hobby. This can help you build confidence and practice skills you've learned in speech language therapy. Consider joining a support group. Sometimes sharing with others who are going through a similar experience can be helpful. Keep family members and loved ones involved. Be sure to let them know how they can help. During doctor visits, consider using a doll or drawing of a person to communicate with your healthcare providers when you want to describe symptoms. How friends and family can help. What if you're a friend or family member of someone who has aphasia? Are there things you can do to help? You can try implementing some of the suggestions, these suggestions rather. Always involve them in conversations, speaking to them in a manner that's appropriate for an adult. This is very important because a lot of people talk down to people with aphasia or talk louder to have them understand it, but it doesn't help. Believe me, you've got to always encourage them by speaking to them in a manner that's appropriate for an adult. Be encouraged of any kind of communication whether it's through speech, gesture, or another medium. Aim to use more simple language, shorter sentences, and a slower pace. Try to ask yes or no questions as opposed to open-ended questions. Let them have plenty of time to respond to you. Now, by the way, trying to ask yes or no questions as opposed to open-ended questions, uh, there's a limit to that. You've got to ask, sprinkle some of your conversation with open-ended questions. Avoid correcting any errors of finishing their sentences. It's very important for the person with aphasia to try and finish their sentences. Even if they get it wrong the first time, they can do better if they keep trying. Be prepared to clarify or write down words if they need you to. Don't hesitate to use drawings, photos, or gestures to help them with understanding. Eliminate potential distractions in the background, such as music or the TV. Plan to attend their speech-language therapy sessions, if possible. Now, why is this important? Remember, there are literally 2 million people living with aphasia at this time. Aphasia is a condition that affects language and communication. It results from damage to areas of the brain that are important for these skills. 
Things like head injury, stroke, or a tumor can all cause aphasia. People with aphasia can have trouble speaking, reading, or understanding others. There are two different categories of aphasia, non-fluent and fluent, and each has several types associated with it. The treatment for aphasia involves speech-language therapy, which helps develop improved communication. Support from family or a support group can also greatly help someone with aphasia on the road to recover. Now, let's go into the types of aphasia there are, because there's not just one general category for aphasia. There's broca aphasia, global aphasia, transcortal motor aphasia, Wernicke's aphasia, conduction aphasia, anomic aphasia, and transcortical sensory aphasia. Let's break them down for you. Broca's aphasia. It's a very common form of aphasia. You know what you want to say and can understand others. However, speech is difficult. It requires great effort. Short phases are often used, such as want food. Some weakness or paralysis of the limbs on one side of the body may also be present. Now, I was one afflicted with Broca's aphasia. You go through phases with aphasia where it can when you have Broca's aphasia, it can morph to another type of aphasia. But I had Broca's aphasia. I had it for six, nine months. But I continue. Global aphasia. This is the most severe aphasia. You can't produce and sometimes understand language. However, you still have normal cognitive areas, cognitive ability in areas not related to language and communication. Now, when I first had aphasia, I had global aphasia. Then it morphed into Broca's aphasia. Now, some weakness or paralysis of the limbs on one side of the body may also be prevalent. In my case, I lost 80% of the use of my right-hand side. So I had a mixture of Broca's aphasia and global aphasia, but it gradually settled on Broca's aphasia. Transcortal motor aphasia. You can understand language, but can't communicate fluently. You may use short phrases, have a delay in response time, and frequently repeat things. Wernicke's aphasia. You can speak in long sentences. However, these sentences have no obvious meanings and contain unnecessary or even made-up words. Trouble with understanding language and with repeating things is also present. It's a very very difficult form of aphasia. It's, it's classed as a fluent aphasia. Conduction aphasia. You can still speak fluently, can understand language, but have trouble with repetition and finding words. Anomic aphasia. This is a more, this is a class, uh, class is fluent too, but it's a more mild aphasia. Your speech is fluent and you can understand others. However, you'll often use vague or filler words. You may often feel like a word is on the tip of your tongue and may use other words to help describe the word you're looking for. Now, I said I had a Broca's started out with global aphasia. Then I went through Broca's aphasia, right? So, and then I moved on to anomic aphasia. I can understand others. My speech is fairly fluent. However, I'll often use vaguer filler words because I've got to search for which words to use, right? And I've got uh, difficulties deciding on what words to use. Now, transcortal sensory aphasia is another type of aphasia. You have trouble communicating a language, although you can complete communicate fluently. 
Like Wernicke's aphasia, your sentences may have no obvious meaning. But unlike Wernicke's aphasia, you're able to repeat things. Although E. coli may, some, may occur in some cases. Now, these are the types of aphasia that we encounter. And tomorrow, we'll get a little bit more into what that means for the family of the victims of aphasia. Now, if you'd like to learn more about the monks of the Shaolin Temple who sponsor this program, you can go to shaolintempleus.net or our new website, healthytaichi.com. If you'd like to donate to this program, please donate by PayPal. PayPal at uh, rick, R-I-C-K, at feraldemore.com. That's F-E-R-R-E-L-D-M-O-O-R-E.com. Until our next episode, namaste.